Hello friends, welcome to Clickbait and Cauldrons, an actual play D&D podcast. This is our seventh episode. We are currently playing The Dragon of Icefire Peak, and this is one of the introductory campaigns to D&D made by the creators of the game, so hopefully listening to this will inspire you to play with some of your friends. This series features myself, Michael Alcote, as the Game Master, and Bryn Jones as the player. Bryn plays two tiefling siblings, Mervyn and Elrin Bloodbane. I play all other characters throughout the game, although most notably Holgo Firefist, a half-orc druid and a member of our party. Last we left off our protagonists, they had found their way into the mountain home of the Rock Gnomes. While here, they felt the innate wild magic of this settlement, as they looked for some tools that might help them in their plight to subdue the young white dragon, Cryovane. The dragon has been terrorizing and displacing all sorts of creatures including manticores, orcs, and ogres alike, as well as attacking settlements and cities all across the Sword Coast Mountains. In their search of the settlement, our heroes are attacked by a mad gnome at the helm of a large ballista. Will our heroes find what they're looking for, or will they perish at the hands of a mad rock gnome? Find out on this episode of Clickbait and Cauldrons. get to know the order do i no you don't fun okay i want l to throw her body over her brother okay <laughs> and that's her only action she tackles him okay um so next up in the initiative is holgo and holgo is going to um he's going to ta- uh, cast entangle on this thing and she needs to make a strength saving throw um and she just passes um other than that though she um the ground in the area around the around the the crossbows has now become uh, difficult terrain. Okay. Um, and next up in the initiative order is the crossbows, and the crossbows are going to then shoot, um, shoot again at everybody. Shield. On who? Uh, Mervin has Ellerin on top of him now, so shield. Okay. So then, um, okay. So that adds five to your AC. Mm-hmm. Um, so 18, 18, and a 22. Um, these two are for hitting Mervyn L. Um. Yeah, neither of the 18s hit. Okay. Um. And then the 22 hits Holgo for another five points of damage. Oh, and as, sorry, as she, as she shoots at you. She just cackles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the character building. Um, okay. Um, yeah. 
he's gonna message her. Okay. What's your deal? Uh, she can't message back because her um, she's just so absorbed by this work of making these these things work that she has she can't message back um basically because she is so into her work that she's not paying attention at all so she's absent-minded she's like just shooting with no um feeling behind her eyes almost okay is there uh just checking are like kind of no one's home up there basically are there stats for uh the balustrade yes okay cool uh i still have a bonus action okay um but i don't know if any of my spells are bonus action i don't have any bonus action spells okay um no yeah murph can't do anything Murph's done. now it is l's turn um okay now that we have this and we're back at the top of the order mm-hmm. she is going i'm sorry you already said how many steps how many how, sorry, about how many 30 feet? feet 30 feet great um yeah she's going to uh ray of sickness um factory on factory okay uh so what was that hit for uh, that was an 18 to hit with the Ray of Sickness. Okay, hits. Which, uh, listen, I love this about Ellerin. I've given her so many necrotic spells. Oh, no. Um, and is it, it's a con save? It is a con save after... Did I hit? You did hit. All right, that's a con save. That is a seven. That does not make the save. Okay. So you have... Let me roll. Um, D8s are these little diamond guys. Oh, listen. You can... Listen. I didn't touch it. You can see it. That is six and a five on the die. Very nice. So 11 damage? Uh, that is 11 damage and you're puking, I think? Or is it just the poison damage? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. You know why? Well, Ella has killed. <laughs> no, I don't want them to die. Should I have said non-lethal damage? I'm just trying to incapacitate her with puking. Sure. Yeah, I'd like to non-lethal dance. I would like her to not be able... I would like to incapacitate her by making her puke so much. Okay. That's why I didn't cast, like, magic missile or anything like that, because I'm not trying to kill this woman. Right. Okay. I was trying to incapacitate her with puking. Yeah, she only had seven hit points, so... Oh, jeez. Um, she is no longer able to shoot these things, and you can kind of see the balustrade fall down like kind of i don't know you know when like things like power down it's like yeah. the, the the nose of it kind of goes down towards the ground um and she you can tell that she sits there and she's sick and whatever um but you can tell from her eyes that she's kind of become utterly consumed by her work there's not really anybody up there um and she can't wasn't able to string together a cohesive sentence anyway um, but now that she's sick, obviously, is no longer able to to do it. Um, and you guys can continue forward. There's nothing really to do else in that room. Okay, but we can't... Can 
can, can we do a check to be like, why did this crazy bitch attack us? So, yeah, give me an inside check. That is double 11s. Okay. So that's plus two for both of them. So it's 13 for both of them. Okay. So you can kind of tell that she's... That's a lie. Sorry. That is 15 for one of them and 11 for another. Mm-hmm. So 15. Sure. Um, with a 15, you can tell that she um, has just been so consumed by her work that any anytime anything is kind of put in front of her, um, put in front of this crossbow machine, that she just thinks it's a dummy. Um, that she just like thinks, oh, that's another target that I have to hit. Oh, this is another target that I have to hit. Okay, so but on that we can tell like there's no... There's no malice behind anything that she was doing. Yeah, I'm saying like there's no enchanting, there's no... No, no, she's just truly crazy. Ah. Oh. I'm oh, sorry to hear it. Yeah. Um, and so you guys can continue forward if you would like to into the next room. Uh, let me send Alaron I had as a little scout. Okay. Um, so Al sees as she walks ahead um, a mushroom wine storage room. Okay. Um, and you can tell that there's probably more than 10 um, barrels, like barrels of mushroom wine. Um, in some big, wide alcoves. Um, and each barrel is secured kind of in their spot by like a big brace or whatever in these these lines. Um, and give me an investigation check, if you'd be so kind. I thought you were going to make me roll a stealth check, so I already rolled and I got a nat 20. Can I use it? Yeah, you can use it. Yes! Um, so you can tell that the two of these barrels are half full. And two are nearly empty. Um, there are um, a number of different alcoves in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that seven of the barrels are full of mushroom wine and have not been tapped out to be used for anything. Um, and on this this eighth one in this area... Yeah, give me an insight check on this last barrel. What did I roll last time that I got an at 20 on? You rolled an investigation. Okay. And this doesn't carry over? No, it does not. What do I see upon investigating it? It looks like a normal barrel, but... I'd say from a nat 20 investigation, something feels a little off. Um, what is my insight? Insight. 15 plus 0 is 15. Okay. Um, you don't notice anything about this last barrel. What's the DC on this? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, jeez, Rick. You don't notice anything about this last barrel, and you... Um, I guess on an insight, maybe Elle realizes that she's out of her field as an 8-year-old <laughs> studying wine barrels. Gotcha. <laughs> No, for sure. That's fair. Um, but other than that one barrel, you don't really notice anything okay. out of the ordinary in this room. It's empty uh, from people? Yes, there's no people in All here. All right, she, she goes, hang on. 
Um, so does Elle go and get Holgo and... No, she does that. Oh, okay. Um, and hearing that, Holgo is like, ah, yes, a bird. <laughs> ah, yes, a bird. We should go, we should go check on, go check on Elle. That, we haven't used that signal before, but sounds, sounds like something she would do. No, that's, yeah, that tracks for sure. And so you guys head into the wine barrel room. Um, I'm gonna have... Hey, um, um, okay, so like, mm, like, am I crazy? Like, I can't really vibe check, like, this barrel, but like, it's different, right? Like, right? And then can they insight check it? Yeah, they can insight it. Oh, sorry, that was only one of these. All right. Uh, that's a 19. I got a 16. So, um, on that 19... You can tell that there's something moving inside of this barrel. Oh, jeez. Um, Does it look like a little thing? It's in a barrel. You can just maybe kind of hear something moving. I would say that. It's not was it was an insight. You can tell something's moving. Okay. And that there there's a little bit of a different um, kind of energy around this. Maybe not the best energy. Is all, all I will say. Okay. What do you do about this this barrel? Okay, so Merv is the one that noticed that. So he's going to be like, is there something in there? And before he can like move or think, Ellerin's going to try to mage hand scoop through the like thing like this. Uh, wait, audience can't see me, but like whew, lift her little mage hand through the wine and see if she can pull anything up. Okay. Um, and as... Hold on, I got to find something. Um... As Elle kind of scoops up wine, what she pulls out is a tongue. And <gasps> as she pulls out the tongue, the tongue knocks the barrel over. And you can tell that this is a mimic. Mm. Do you know what a mimic is? It's like Ditto, right? Kind of. It's a... It's a creature that takes the shape of something else to pretend to be... It's pretending to be this wine barrel. Yeah, like Ditto from Pokemon. Yeah, except it's not a creature. Yeah. The Mimic is a creature, but it's pretending to be an inanimate Yeah, not a different Pokemon. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so you can tell that it is a Mimic. And so please give me your initiative. Okay, so Merv is up first in the initiative. Okay. What does Merv do? Yeah. Um, so tell me about this room. Is there anything that me casting shatter? Any? Can I? It could be an insight check if you would like it to be. But is there anything that me casting shatter would hurt? Yeah, roll an insight check. I'm basically trying to tell if shatter or cloud of daggers is a better idea. Mm-hmm. Um. Ten plus four. Fourteen. Um. I mean, you might, like, break one of the full barrels or whatever, but that's mm-hmm. not going to be much of a problem. Okay. Um, no, I'd rather do Cloud of Daggers. Uh, okay, so... I need to prep bonus action spells next time. That's what I get for not doing this well. Uh, yeah, Cloud of Daggers. Uh, next up in the initiative is L. All right. Is there anything... There are wine barrels around, right? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, she'd like to make a check to hide behind one of them as her bonus action. Okay. And then she's gonna try to do that classic rogue thing of hiding it immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic rogue move. Um... Oh, jeez. Oh, no. I have to be honest. That's a natural three. Okay, yeah. Um... Just unsuccessful. Unsuccessful, does not hide. Cool. Uh, and how far away is the Mimic? The Mimic is probably about 10 feet from you. Okay. Since you guys likely backed up as soon as the tongue kind of came out. All right. Yeah, she's just gonna... Oh. She's she's just gonna shoot her a little short bow. Okay. Uh, give me a ranged attack then. Gosh, darn. 11. Ah, uh, just misses. Stinks. And that is the end of her turn, uh, unless she wants to move. Uh, she already moved to the nearest barrel. Okay, and... yeah, yeah, so that's the end of her Can turn. Can I give her, ha like, half cover? Yeah, she'll have half cover. Sick. Um, so next up in the initiative is Holgo. Um, and Holgo is going to cast. Uh, actually, you know what he's going to do? He's going to bonus action um, shillelagh. Oh, I love his, um, He's going to shillelagh his quarterstaff mm -hmm. and then is going to um, attack with that. And that is a 12, which just hits. And oh, sick. he does 1d8 plus 4 of damage on this guy of budgeting damage. And that is five damage to the mimic. Keep Allie beardsleying my dice off the table. <laughs> um, and now it is the mimic's turn. And so the mimic is going to hop, um, hop ten feet forward up to Holgo, and then is going to um, attack. Is then going to attack with its tongue pseudopod. Which is an 18, which definitely hits. Um, and then it's 1d8 plus 3 bludgeoning damage. Which is then 6 plus 3 bludgeoning damage, which is 9 damage. Okay, Holgo's looking hurt. Um, and that is the end of that's turn. Um, oh. uh, back up to Merv. Sick. Well, at the beginning of its turn, it should have taken 4d4, right? Oh, I didn't even... I forgot about that. Yeah. 4d4, you said? I got it. Oh, yeah, you should roll that. That's 6 plus 3. That's 9. 9 damage? Yep. Okay. Uh, hate to be that spellcaster. Hate to be that guy. Do it. I'm going to cast Magic Missile. Okay. Cast magic missile. Guy, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's six plus three is nine plus three is twelve damage. Twelve? Well that's well I should have rolled the hit, didn't I? Shouldn't I have? No, I don't think magic no. missile needs to roll the hit. I don't I if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. Sick. I think it just automatically hits. So what was it? Nine damage? Twelve. Twelve damage? Cool. Nine plus three. Um, can you please roll me a wild magic check? Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. 
So fun. 13. So tiny insubstantial motes of light circle with the caster shedding bright light in a 10 foot radius and dim light for additional 10 feet. So Merv is now glowing. Oh, sick. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. And I believe that is the end of Merv's turn, right? Uh, it can be, yeah. Um, unless you want to... Did you already do a bonus action? Yeah, but the only... I don't have any bonus action spells. Mm -hmm. So, And I'm not engaged with anything. And okay. I don't really see a point. Actually, no. Yeah, I don't have any bonus actions that were helpful. So no. Okay. We're done. So now it is L's turn. All right. Uh, does a sneak attack have to be from, like, literally hiding? Mm -hmm. Can you hide... I'm saying, like, if you sneak up on someone from behind and pass a stealth check, does that count as hiding? No, it needs to be from hiding. Okay. Um, no, she's going to burn her last two spell slots. Right now? Right now. Okay, what's what's she doing? Oh, wait, no, she can't. Never mind. Yeah, she can only do one. Only she can only do one. one. I was going to do both, but I forgot that even if you... Yeah, that wasn't work. Okay. Okay, yeah, she's going to burn one. Okay. And do something cool. What's she doing? Ellerin stands with the exact same body posture of those twins in The Shining. Okay. <laughs> so just like an, just like an awful calmness and stillness, and smiles, and casts dissonant whispers. Okay. Um, is that a wisdom save? It is a wisdom save. Okay. That is a 11. Uh, no, that just barely misses my spell save, DC. Okay. Uh, how much damage does... Let me tell you. Does the mimic take? That is... 13. 13 damage. 13 psychic damage. Okay. Cool. Looking hurt. That's for sure. And now she can bonus action... And she can, what bonus, can she, yeah, she, ribbit, sorry. <laughs> Turned into a frog. <laughs> I'm Jason Funderberger. My people out there will get that. Yeah, she's just going to, because I just wanted to make sure that you can launch a short bow as a bonus action. You can. Okay. I, I think, because a two-weapon fighting is... A bonus action? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just don't get to add your strength modifier to the damage. That's perfect, because Ellen's strength modifier is zero. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's to hit. 19. Uh, hits. And damage on that is six. Six, okay. That is... It's looking pretty hurt. Um, so next up on the initiative is, uh, Holgo, and Holgo is, um, forgot that he had his little fox friend with mm. him, um, and since they go on the same initiative, he is going to have the, um, fox shoot a flame seed on his bonus action. Um, so he's taking a, bo a bonus action. Um, to cast to tell what tell the the fi the fox spirit, um, and he is going to shoot a flame seed. No, where is it? There it is. Um, 
Ooh, with a 19 plus 6, so 25 hits, and it is then 1d6 plus 2 damage. Ooh, that's 3 damage. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, And then as his action... As his action, what he's going to do is then cast, um, I think, absorb elements, and on himself, and then. Oh, just kidding! That's a reaction. Just kidding! Can't do that yet. So I think what he's going to do is cast heat metal on okay. the mimic because the mimic is as a um a wine barrel so there's metal on a wine barrel um and so he gets to choose a metal object um and glows red hot any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage um until the spell ends so that is nine damage. Sick nasty. It is now the Mimic's turn, and the Mimic is then going to, um, since it's right up next to Holgo, it's then going to attack Holgo with its a bite attack. And so that is going to be a 13 to hit misses. So that's the end of the Mimic's turn. And yeah, that's the end of the Mammoth Experiments. Back up to Merv. Yeah, no, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. Get ready for this. Okay. Um, He and Ellerin are like near each other, yeah? Yeah, yeah. They're probably 10 feet apart from each other. Okay. He's going to turn to her and just say, just like old times. And he is going to take his quarterstaff. Okay. And run at the thing going, ah! Okay. And then he's going to hold an action. He's going to hold... He's going to ready an action, basically. Okay. To, How close is he to the... He's going to run right up to the thing. So like he's within five feet. Yeah. Okay. He's going to run right up to the thing and go... Rah! Okay. And he's going to hold an action to hit it with its quarterstaff. Hit it with his quarterstaff with two hands. Okay. And right after him, it's Ellerin's turn. Yes. And she, bonus action, hid behind him. Is going to bonus action... Use her movement and bonus action and his distraction Okay. to hide behind him and then... Uh, give be- me a stealth check then. Yes. With advantage because he's making a loud noise? Because he's distracting? The idea was him being distracting. Mm, no, not with not with advantage. Because he would have to give the help action and he's not really giving a help action. He's okay. ready in an action he to can, hit. Okay, he can give a help. Can he give a help action? He so? can give a help yeah, action. he's giving a help action. Instead, but now he but is... Now he, that's okay. The quarter staff barely does damage. Okay. And his strength sucks. Okay. So not even a worried. Oh, thank goodness I had that. Um, that is... What is it? What am I doing? Stealth? Yeah. Dirty 20. Yeah, you definitely hide. Okay. And then she, now that it is her turn, is going to leap out from behind him like a little sugar glider. Okay. But with a dagger in each hand. Okay. And she is going to try to... Okay, roll with advantage um, on that attack. All right. Um, that is 
Oof, die just rolled a 16 and an 18 raw. Um, you hit either way, and you don't need to roll damage. Because um, he has one hit point left. Can I please roll damage anyways? Sure, you can. Yeah, roll damage to to put it in his place. Put him in his place. Oh, I did not roll well. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Two, he did only have one. Five, eleven. Okay, yeah, you you beat him by ten ten hit points. Yeah, but I wanted to be cool. Um, and so as you kill this, um, as you kill this mimic, it kind of burps as its last moments, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of bones pop out of its mouth. Um, Ellerin goes, free bones! And picks them up and puts them in her pocket. Okay. Um, did you want to investigate those bones at all or anything? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, these bones are... Yeah, give me an invest- investigation check. Uh, they're both bad. Okay. Well, you can tell that these are gnome bones because they're pretty small. Um, and then he burps again and a small crown. Uh, wait, hold on. Just kidding. Wait, hold on. Not a crown. I lied. I fucking lied. Okay, so yeah, you, it's just some bones of gnomes that you see um, kind of pop out of here. Not a king. Sorry, I was mistaken. Okay. Hmm, um, some regular bones. <laughs> yeah, I was mistaken for another quest that um, we probably won't be doing. Okay. Um, okay, and that's the end of kind of what happens here uh merv is gonna pick up the mimic and it's pretty heavy okay it's a large monstrosity okay you want a strength check sure give me a strength check 18 picks it up (laughs) hell yeah if it's kind of a drag that's okay Mm -hmm. mm-hmm so good he has a plus zero to strength i don't know why (laughs) that was was a good roll i don't know why i was that bold with it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, so he's just going to drag this thing as they keep moving. Okay, cool. Um, so you guys, um, as you walk out of this kind of wine room, um, you kind of get up to... You get up to a guard's room a little bit. And here there is a, a raised um, platform. And you see two... Uh, two... Uh, rock gnomes who are standing on the ledge um, and one says who goes there oh I love this and you hear another one go in gnomish mm-hmm. in similar cadence hanging <laughs> I don't know what gnomish is supposed to sound like um, but <laughs> Even without an investigation or anything, you can tell that that was who goes there, but in Gnomish. <laughs> Hail and well met, friend. You have so you had a rapscallion in your wine room. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, thank you for letting us know. Um, oh no, no, no! Don't worry, we got it. And then uh, I don't know where they are. Have they emerged? So they are standing on top. Or, of... Sorry, by they I mean the party. The party is. Just walking into the room, basically. Oh, cool. He says, uh, don't worry about it, though. I got it. And then he drags in the big, ugly, you know, tongue-out-the-mouth wine barrel thing. Uh-huh. Um, so as they, as you see that, they, oh, they're going to make a acrobatics check. Hold, hold, real quick. 
ooh, neither do all that well. Um, so Acrobatics they, checks are hard. They, Acrobatics checks are hard, says Ellerin. So they, they jump off from kind of 10 feet above where you guys were. Mm-hmm. And after they see the mimic, they start stabbing it with, with, with daggers. And they're like, you, um, already, we already got it. Ah, it's already been got. Don't even sweat. Um, oh, thank you very much. Um, our, our orders were to attack any shape changers on site. Um. Yeah, have you had a problem with these? Well, yeah, we, we, we've been losing some, some, some gnomes around here, you know, my, my friend, um, Higgledy Piggledy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he died a few days ago, so we're... Damn, what does he look like? He's, does he have bones? I, I think, I oh, mean, man. I have bones. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he had bones, and yeah. Ah, well. I, I wish I could give him a, a proper burial, burial, but we can't really find his bones anywhere. Ellen uh, doesn't say anything. <laughs> oh, no. She's, oh, no. She's got bones now. <laughs> She got the free bones, fair and square. <laughs> um, but you know, we were we were just we're just trying to protect the 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 the, the, the two kings. Uh, we're tr- we're trying to protect them to make sure that they're safe from this from this shape changer. Well, tell your gay kings that I nailed it. Well, okay. Um, give me a persuasion check. Um, ten. Pass. Um. Well, I'm I'm just glad that you guys aren't aren't shape shape changers. Um. Because you know that they're pretty bad. Listen, if we were shape changers, you know, <laughs> this is not the horns we would choose. You know what I'm saying? With the and he taps his horns. You know, it's mm-hmm. not what not the <laughs> not the <laughs> not the ones we'd uh, we'd choose. So are you? What are you guys doing here? Are you here to see the king? Um, because they're not really accepting any visitors right now. No, yeah. I mean, uh, we were more here to check out, you know, your mechanical wonders. Your, I know this is the home to some of the greatest inventors in the land. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, oh well. Just here to check out some inventions. I have heard that before, but we're um, we're kind of here to protect the king. So you guys can, I guess, head on into the. Head on into the, um, into the, the inventor's workshop, I guess. That'll be... Sure. Um, Merv would like to minor illusion, like, a little, uh, can you have minor illusion, like, two tiny things? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He'd like to minor illusion, like, a sticky note, and then, like, a big old pushpin. Big, not actually big, but big by pushpin standards. Mm -hmm. And he'd like the sticky note to say... Um, Merv and friends say hi and he'd like to stick it into the dead shapeshifter and just sort of leave it outside the king's space with the guards and be like, alright. You are not anywhere near the king's space just yet. Okay, I'll be like, alright, well, you know, if he takes anyone, he's around, a little present, a little dutiful greetings, a little hello present for the kings. Mm. Okay, thanks. Um, And you guys head out? Yeah. Okay. Um, so as you guys, so this room kind of leads across the, into uh, where you can now see the bridge 
um, and cross the bridge to get to the inventor's workshop. Uh, since we're standing on one side of the bridge, can we see around or through the waterfall any better? Uh, yeah, you give me a perception check. I just know how these things go, you know what I mean? Yeah. When there's a waterfall, you know what I mean? Oh, jeez, Rick. That's a natural two and three. The bloodbanes don't see shit. Well, it was a DC one because there's nothing behind the waterfall. God damn. <laughs> um, so you guys walk across this bridge and Holgo says, I didn't even know they had a king here. I, it'd be cool to, cool to see them. I, I, I didn't know gnomes had kings. That's kind of crazy. Oh, can I do a history check to see if that's like a normal thing? Sure. I just accepted it at face value. Yeah, the gnome king. That is a natural 20. Okay. Um, you know it's relatively normal. It's a... Um, Holgo, it's relatively normal. Well, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's relatively normal to have a king. It's not necessarily as normal to have two kings, but go off queens. Gay rights. <laughs> um, so they... Um, other than that, there's not much else you can really kind of gather from from that except that you haven't really seen them at all like you you i guess you would know that gnome kings are usually kind of in the works with everybody else like they're not often like too proud kind of to work good that's how you avoid usurping <laughs> they're they're not often too proud to work with the people that they that serve them, kind of. Fabulous. Um, but you, it's I gotta odd. meet these cool gay kings. It's odd that you haven't seen them yet. Oh. Well, we've only been in like three rooms. Yeah. Um, and so you guys um, head into, uh, across the bridge, into a room with spinning blades. Oh, um, Ellerin's on, almost on fire. Almost it, visibly on fire. <laughs> She's so excited. <laughs> it is a... Uh, the room was originally kind of lightly obscured by mist, mm. kind of coming up from the waterfall, since it's a big waterfall. Right. Um, but you can see, as you walk in, two rapidly spinning devices that look like turnstiles, um, fitted with stacks of long, sharp blades spaced about one foot apart. Hell, hell yes! Hell yes! Hell yes! Um, and if you were to give an investigation check, I could maybe give you some more information, kind of how they are spinning and stuff like that. That is a investigation 19 from Ellerin and 15 from Merv. Okay. Um, with that 19, you can tell, especially with L being a rogue, mm -hmm. um, that L can kind of see that one is spinning clockwise and the other one is spinning counterclockwise. Um... So to make it more difficult to get through this room, kind of. Um, so how do you guys want to get... Um, oh, and I guess with a further investigation on the other side. Nice. But with that 19 investigation, you can see on the other side of the blades is that there's also a... Um, there's a lever on the other side of the blades. Hell yeah. Away from How tall you. do they go? They go up to the ceiling. So the ceiling is probably... 10 feet Do they tall go all here the way to the walls on either side. There's not enough room that you would be able to like squeeze through. These are defenses. Cool. How do you want to get through here? Uh, do these things have stats? Um, 
Not that I can see. Um, but I could give him stats. I want to know if casting Frostbite on these things, because the one of the points of Frostbite is that something making a melee weapon attack would then have disadvantage because it is all slowed with being frozen. This so doesn't I want to count know. As, none of these would count as melee weapon attacks. So I just, but I'm, I know that they're not melee weapon attacks, but basically my idea is if I hit these things with frostbite, will they also go all and maybe give us advantage on sneaking or jumping or whatever through them? Um, yeah, maybe. I think that could work. Yeah, because that's what frostbite is, is, is creating like a, like a yeah, in, spreading, of- a spreading ice. You know, right? Yeah, and making something move all st- stiff and slow, which yeah, is, is what imposes that disadvantage. In particular, you know, what you do see. Um, so Holgo's little little Firefox Mozilla, um, <laughs> Mozilla Firefox <laughs> Mozilla jumps off, um, jumps off his shoulders, mm-hmm. and um, kind of flies around towards the. Um, Towards the waterfall, hmm. um, and then teleports back over to Holgo. Did we miss something? We need to go back. Oh no, no! The Mozilla's just playing around. He's just playing. He's he's a little spirit. He's a little wildfire spirit. Can I do a vibe check to see if he's trying? Sure. Yeah. Give me an insight check on what he's doing. Uh, insight. Or a history. Uh, insight or history. Insight. Um, <laughs> Seventeen. Uh, 17, he's using one of his abilities, uh, one of his little abilities that he Oh, can he, he teleport? Yeah, he can, so... Can um, he teleport with people? Uh, perhaps. How many people? Hey, what's your deal with you? Hey, Holgo? Hey, friend? Holgo? What, well, what's up? How does his little teleport work? Uh, well, let me, um, you know, I don't know exactly how it works, but you know who does. I think God does. God? <laughs> Me. <laughs> um, so the spirit and each willing creature of your choice within five feet of it teleport up to 15 feet um, to unoccupied spaces that you can see. And can it do it over and over? Does it have a limit? I mean, it's not like unlimited, but... How many times can it do it? I mean, it, it uses it as an action. Oh, cool. But since we're not in combat, it doesn't matter? Not yet. It doesn't really matter. Oh, sick. Get us across. Let me see how long this is. Okay, yeah. Um, you, uh, yeah. So, what ends up happening is is that you guys, um, whole not Holgo does not have to, um, but Merv and L would have to make a Dex save. Why? Um, because. With this teleportation thing, it can be used as an attack as well. So it will, it causes um, fire damage to, mm. it causes fire damage to, it's kind of like, um, it's like a shorter version of Thunderstep. Okay. Um, and Thunderstep leaves like, I don't know, a D6 of fire damage or something. And this is, or of thunder damage. And this is similar. It leaves like a D6 of fire damage okay. when it teleports. It just can't teleport nearly as far. Uh, wait, what am I rolling? Uh, dex save. Dex save. Don't mind me. That is a... 
I shouldn't roll these at the same time. That's kind of unfair because then I can assign them however I please. Yeah, don't roll them at the same time. Um, okay. Well, okay. I assigned them both dice, so I'll be truthful and say that Ellerin got a 21. Okay. But that means that Merv got an 8. Okay, so Merv then takes... Four fire damage. Okay. But halved because... Because he's a tiefling. Because he's a tiefling. Nice. So two damage. No problem, Bob. Um, and you see Mozilla kind of runs around you guys, leaving a little trail of fire. Mm-hmm. And then um, in a quick moment, uh, fire sprouts up from where those little trails of fire were. Mm-hmm. And you guys are on the other side of these um, these spinning blades. What do you guys do? Do you keep moving forward? Do you turn off these blades? What do you do? He got us all over at once? Mm-hmm. He can take as many willing creatures as he wants. Oh, then... No, we didn't turn it off. We're just going to keep moving. Okay. Um, so as you enter this next area, um, give me a perception check. Oh. From Mervyn, that is a 21. And from Ellerin, that is also a 21. Okay. Um, and then Holgo, I'm, those are good enough. I'm not going to even have Holgo roll. Um, what do our little, little tiefling friends see? So you guys hear, um, as you enter into the workshop, an argument in Gnomish between two rock gnomes. Um, one um, man and one woman. Um, and you can tell that they... So these two are um, wearing kind of... What are they called? You wear them in kitchens, aprons. Mm. Um, you, they're wearing these aprons that are like covered in dirt and oil and all this kind of stuff. Um, and that some of their hair is kind of um, pushed up and like has little scorches, scorch marks, marks at the end of it. Mm. Um, so that these, you can tell that these two are little inventors. Um, and they are trying to... Um, uh, what do you guys do when you see these two little gnomes? Hail and well met, friends. Um. Oh, hi. Welcome. So this is um, this is the the man walks over to you. Um, has little kind of cog shaped glasses on because he he's an inventor. Good. Um, and he says, Oh, oh welcome. Um, uh, my name is uh, Fibblestib, and I am um, well, I guess I'm I. Not to do my own horn. Um, I'm one of the foremost inventors here. I'm kind of in charge of this workshop. Um, this is my, my my friend, I guess. Um, Dabbledob? And she says, oh, hello. Um, we, d- sorry, that, sorry that you all walked in at such an inopportune time. How do you guys get past the... Um, how do you guys get past the spinning blades? Those are usually pretty hard to get past. Oh, we should have, you know what? We should have called ahead. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry for showing up in a, and surprising you. That's not our intention. Oh, it's, it's, it's fine. We like guests. You know, we're always welcome to new ideas up in the workshop. I love that about you guys. No, we are glad to be here. We came to learn more about your uh, inventive spirit. Oh, well, um, yeah, well, I guess, um, I don't know. We, we've been kind of, kind of really... Really kind of trying to figure out 
some something's wrong with our king. Why don't we straight up about it? Mm. Um, and which one? Um, King Corbodes, K O R B O Z, for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, is it Corbaz? Corbaz. Gotcha. Um, you know, King Corbaz. Um, he's kind of gone mad, and he's kind of keeping um, King Nurkly. G N E R L. Uh, no, wait, sorry. G N E R K L I. Um, kind of keeping King Nurkly captive in the throne room. You know what? We saw someone on like the balustrade out there who is sort of similarly consumed with madness. Is there something funky going on? I don't. I don't know. It's just kind of. I mean, pe- people sometimes will go mad from like. Focusing too hard on their work, but I th- I don't know what's wrong with King Corvos. He's he hasn't been like this for for he hasn't done this in quite a while. Quite a, so he's done it before. I, yeah, well he's a king. Kings can go mad sometimes. But he's gone mad before and then got better and went worse again. Yeah, I don't really know what, what happened. Huh, weird. But I was wondering if you guys had any, you know since you guys are here, can I ask you guys some questions? Yeah, I mean ah. Uh, yeah, hit us. Um, well, I it would be. Do you guys have any advice on what might might be able to f- help Corbos? Hmm. Yeah, I guess it would sort of. I would need. I don't know who is surrounding him at the time. I don't know what his support system is like. I think first of all, it's important to check for magical intervention. You know whether this could be some kind of curse or enchantment mm-hmm. or. Or what have you. And if that's the case, you just get someone in there with a nice little dispel magic. Or you or know, detect I, magics and you can suss them out or whatever. Yeah, well, we, we don't really have anything that um, they can do. We don't have any dispel mm. magic here. It's a pretty high level spell. Yeah, me neither. But, um, you know, you could get like a cleric. You could call it cleric. Yeah, we guess we could. That but would be... uh, that would be if we suspect magical intervention, you know. If it was, say, poison, you'd get someone in here who has detect poison and disease. Once again, not me. Don't well, I know. have that. Actually. You do? Yeah. Yeah, it's a druid spell. Huh. Yeah. I knew it was a paladin spell, but I didn't know it was also a druid spell. Yeah, it's just because druids deal with a lot of poison and stuff huh. like that. Well, we could get our buddy over here up in there and see if it could be a poison or a disease type thing for sure. Man, if I'd known you'd had that, I would have had you cast it way earlier, buddy. <laughs> um yeah so that's for sure or if dude is just psycho it you know it may be time for him to go receive some medical intervention and maybe some pretty serious therapy you know yeah and just leave king nurkly in charge yeah i mean i guess that that that, that could be nice um, Any of those things really depends on kind of what's going on here. Um, you know, I think it would be actually really, um, really nice if you guys could help us. We could give you some some magical items. Oh heck if, yeah! If you wanna see see what's wrong with the gnome king, you know, if your friend has um, detect poison or whatever, I thought that might help. Um, you, you know, know what? The teenager from The Simpsons. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> It is not not a bad. That is a good description of this voice. Thank you. Um, yeah. So you, I dropped your taco in the deep fryer, <laughs> sir. I'll get it now. <laughs> um, so you, yeah, you can tell that these 
these two little gnomes, um, Fibble Stib and Dabble Dob, hmm. are really um, just trying to fix things. Um, Fibble Stib shows you um, his proposal, kind of, and it's a sanity ray, so he's trying to kind of invent a spell. Almost. Oh, like um, a dispel madness almost. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I fuck um, with that. That's some pretty cool stuff. And then Dabble Dabs, Dabble Dab says, "Oh well, I think that's pretty dumb, actually." Okay, I feel like you're being very dismissive, and instead you could offer a more constructive form of criticism. You well, could I say, have, like, "I think." I have a different idea, actually. Okay, what's your different idea? Well, I I think a straight jacket. I think I think we need to give him a straight jacket. I like the initiative, and I like the impulse to restrain from further harm i think that's a good impulse i do think you know depending on what the you would with yours there is no chance of you coming out of this with two kings you know what i'm saying yeah i guess that's true the best case scenario is then that you have one king whereas his best scenario is that you have two kings that's pretty fair. Um, well, we just haven't gotten gotten the sanity rate of work yet, which is unfortunate. And so giving an investigation check um, just to look through this workshop to see if you guys can maybe come up with any ideas from what they already have here. Uh, okay, investigation. Yep. Ellerin has a four. Great. And Merv has a 13. Okay, so with a 13, you can see... Um, that there's just a lot of, like, different little kind of doodads and all this kind of stuff laying on different tables and stuff like that. Mm. Um, nothing kind of of value that you can see, but there is also, um, a 10-foot high ledge, um, that has a wooden pedestal and a leather-bound book sits atop it. Do you guys have a method for getting up there? What's that book? Oh, that book? Oh, that that's the... the... What we like to call the magic of Nomengard. Um, we we do have a we have a little elevator, I think. A little elf elevator. Yeah. Uh, actually, there's just a door. So. A little elevator. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, there's there's a little door that you can go up to it, basically. Hi. Um. If you want, if you would want to investigate. Yeah, let's go check out that book. Perfect. Um. So who goes? Does everybody go? Yeah, I don't know if Holgo goes, but Holgo, yeah, Holgo. the tieflings will go. Holgo, I think will stay at the bottom. I think Ellerin immediately runs up the stairs, and then Merv <laughs> goes, "Oh, yeah," and steps uh, up. Holgo after. stays at the bottom since he doesn't really like reading anyway. He's a he's a druid. He doesn't need to 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 know magic spells and stuff like that. Um, and so, give me an Arcana check with. Looking at this Magic of Nomengard book. Ooh. <laughs> Remember how I established earlier that Ellerin could read? We may want to go back on that. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Arcana. Arcana. That is a four for Ellerin mm-hmm. and a 21. For Merv. For Merv. All right. Merv is, as a sorcerer, not necessarily used to seeing a spell book. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can definitely understand what's in it. Like he under like, I think with some careful investigation and like maybe taking some context 
here and there, maybe not understanding every single part of it, um, you can see that in both Common and in Gnomish, it contains the wizard spells Burning Hands, Detect Magic, Identify, Mage Armor, Magic Missile, Shield, and Sleep. Great. I already have three of those, so very okay. helpful book. Thanks. <laughs> really glad I prepped the spells I did, I guess. Um, yeah, no, let's bring the book downstairs. Okay, so you guys bring the book back down to um, Fibble Stib and Dib Dabble Dob. Yeah. I think Identify and Detect Magic are the two in here that are super helpful. That I think, I mean, I again... I don't have the perfect memory, but those are the two that really stuck out to me. Um, yeah, you know, these are these are just kind of some spells we use. We don't really use it since we're artificers. Um, as artificers, we don't do we we do magic, but we we kind of already have these all saved. Um, but if you guys want to use some of those spells, I guess um, I guess you can if you want. Sure. Um, um, as long as it'll help you get. get Get the king, okay. So do I have those now? Um, you can cast them. They're they're already prepared, basically. But you, <laughs> um, you would have to use a spell slot to use any of these. Spells. And so, Fibble Stib and Dabbledob kind of say, "Oh well, there's not much else that we can really um give you more information about. If you find anything that you um would want, we you can definitely keep it as long as it helps you." Um, as long as it helps you with stuff. Wait, sorry. He said we can take stuff? Yeah, if you if you find anything, you can take... Is there um, anything else in here that we can have? Is there anything else in there that you guys can have? No. But oh there God. might be some stuff in other rooms. Sick. Let's go. Um, so there... You guys are now kind of at an impasse. Um, you can go to four different rooms. So you could go to a bedroom or whatever. Um... Which I don't, perfectly honest, as a as the DM, there's nothing really in there that you just meet more gnomes. Sick. <laughs> um, Make the, Michael do more voices. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, there is a treasury, um, and then there's the throne room, and a locked another locked door. Let's go to the treasury. <laughs> Okay, so you guys go up to the treasury room, and um, you see that the door's locked. Ah, uh, well. But um, there might be somebody who has keys around. Are there any people around? Or would we it's have to not go? too far from the um, from the workshop. Uh, we stick our head back in. And we go, hey, Fibble, Stib, and Dibble, Dob. Fibble, Stib, and Dabble, Dob. Right? Yeah, Fibblestib and Dabbledob. Uh, Yo, what's up? Y'all got keys? For for, for the, the, the bedroom? I don't know. We're just sort of pushing through. Or for the... What do you have keys to? Well, we have keys to the treasury, but um, we were going to save those as like treasures for your... Um, for after you guys save the king. Those guys are... Oh, okay. So, okay. So... <laughs> as long as you guys are okay with that. Yeah, that's chill. Uh, do you have, what's this locked room? Oh, well, the other, the, this locked room that you just, the, the one that you looked at was the treasury, so you don't need. Right, but the fourth room was also locked. Um, oh, that, that's actually the, the king's bedrooms? Um. 
Okay. We've heard some yelling in there recently, so there might be something going on, but we don't have keys in there. You know, we don't have keys in there. Okay, let's go to the throne room. Okay, so you guys go um, to the throne room, and you see atop kind of a little staircase area Mm -hmm. that there are two short thrones um, made of scrap metal um, that are perfectly sized for little gnomes. Perf. Um, Give me an investigation check, and... L can do it with advantage. Still not good. Investigation. The best one's a 12. Okay. Um, I'm going to have Holgo roll one as a safeguard. Um, ooh, that's not great either. Um, so you guys walk into the throne room and you can see these thrones. Um, there is also something in the back of the room maybe behind the thrones that you wouldn't have necessarily noticed just from like walking in or anything like that um but you need to do further investigation or arcana on that okay oh geez still not good Ellerin rolled uh it'd be a 15 on either investigation or arcana it's the same modifier for her okay what about merv Bad. Bad, okay. Um, so, L can see that there's a little door. Um, she runs through it. She runs through it. She well, runs through it. there's a little door that can't be unlocked without magic. It uh, needs magic to be unlocked. Sorry, that was confusing wording. All right, it's okay. Is there a keyhole? There is not a keyhole. Mm. Is there anything else in the room we can investigate? No, that's pretty much it. Okay. So, we have... A bedroom that you told us not to go in and three locked doors and keys to nothing. Yes, but the 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 locked door the locked door into the um in, in the throne room um can be unlocked with magic. I don't have any unlocking spells. You have mage hand. Uh, there's I need to see mage hand. Mm, you're right. That's why I asked if there's a keyhole. Ah. Um. I think Holgo. We could break it down. Yeah, I (laughs) guess. Yeah. But I don't know if they would be our friend if we broke it down. Um. Hey, uh, Fibble Dib and Dwibble Dob, can we break this? Because we can't unlock it. Oh, yeah. I've never actually seen that before. Um. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it might it might be it might be useful. Um, yeah, so you guys can cast any spells that you would like to. The thing is, I don't have very many more spell slots. Mm. Holgo has um, some. Yeah. So Holgo could cast... Um, I don't know if there's like a damage threshold on the hinges. Is that something you would know? It, it would be kind of just the rocks of the door. That would be... What are the rocks of the door? So it's like, there's not hinges on the door. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Something that slides, but it's stuck um, by magic means. Okay. Um, so you would need to break it to in order to get into it. Yeah. Um, and I think Holgo might cast Earth Tremor and have everybody stand back. All right. We're standing back. Um, and he breaks through the door and then roll has to roll a magic, wild magic surge. Ooh. Um, nothing happens. Oh, sick. Um... And the door breaks down, and you can now see this little tiny pathway um, that Holgo would need to, 
like duck to walk into, but you guys could definitely fit through. Let's go. Um, so you guys go through this. Ellerin first. Ellerin first. Um, She's actually running down it. Okay. Everyone else is sort of struggling to keep up with her. She is. Um, give I'd, me. I'd, not a run like a dead sprint, but like. Quickly she's, moving. She's fully. Yeah. So you guys go through here. Um, and you can tell that this is leading to that locked bedroom. Nice. Um, where you heard some yelling from. Um, so you guys walk into this bedroom. Um, and you are greeted to the back of a um, of a little rock gnome. Um, wait, we don't... Wait, I don't want to exit. What's the end of our tunnel look like? The end of your tunnel? Um, you can tell it's behind. Um, is there a door on it? There is not a door at the end of the tunnel. Um, and it's but not... you can tell it's, being, it's a little bit hidden by some dressers and stuff that is in this king's bedroom. Okay, cool. I want Ellerin to go up first all stealthy. Okay, give me a stealth check. Uh, 15. 15, okay. Um, you guys... Um, you guys are pretty secretive as you, as, as you walk into this room. Um... Are we walking in? I thought I told Well, to... you're hiding behind the yeah, yeah, you're yeah. hiding behind the, the thing or whatever. And over it you can hear Corbos and Nyerkley um, kind of arguing a little bit. And Corbos says I just want to make sure that you're safe. You know, I I really need to need need to make sure that you're safe and we're gonna have you locked in here until the mimic is the mimic is gone. And we just need there's the shape changers around here. It's been only been getting worse. Um, and with that, you can see that Nyerkley is um, unconscious and glued to the um, side. Of, like it's a four poster bed, mm. and he's glued to one of the poles of the four poster bed. Mm. Um, what do you guys do? Um, they're wearing jagged metal crowns and patchwork cloaks. Ellerin can read, yeah? Ellerin can read, yes. Um, and I ask this because if I hand her the spell book, because I would rather burn her last spell slot than his, can mm -hmm. she cast one of the first level spells that's in the spell book? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. She is going to cast sleep. Sleep? Okay. Um, who does she cast sleep on? Isn't one person unconscious and one person yelling? Yes. On the, on the yelling one? Yeah. Um, roll me how much um, HP that is. 26. Okay. And you see um, you see that. that Actually, I forgot how sleep worked. Wait, sorry. How does sleep work? I'm wondering if I should have everyone else take an attack of a surprise round and then cast sleep at the end of the round. Does that sound like a smart um, idea? Holgo pipes up and says, I don't think it's best to attack these guys. Um, Did if you remember how weak 
some of the other right no but i thought maybe this was like a bbeg he's actually strong thing okay sick never mind (laughs) sorry sorry i just tried to retcon my own actions (laughs) no it's okay um so do you still cast sleep yeah okay so you see king corbos um fall asleep you can see in this room uh you can wake up nurkly if you would so like to um Nurkly is unconscious, but like if you were okay, well, sleep only lasts for one minute, so I would like my first action to be uh tying him up with some of our rope. Okay, yeah, definitely you can do that. Give me a sleight of hand check. Uh, also, is sleep a first level spell? It is, so that's her. Uh, roll a oh, wild magic, yeah. Two. Two? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yes. Um. Yeah, so that is the better sleight of hand is 12. It's 12, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, you're able to time up. It's not a great knot. He might be able to get out of it once he wakes up, but it's tight enough that it would take him a little bit to get out of it, I guess is what I'm saying. Enough, th- enough time that you'd be able to talk to them. Hmm. Can we tie him up with more rope? <laughs> Both of us have rope. <laughs> no, I would say that that one was kind of it. All right. Keep an eye on him. Okay. All right. Now we can wake up Nurkly. And so he kind of comes to and he's like, oh, oh my God. What the, what the hell has happened? Why am I glued to this? Did you guys do this? No, 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 no. You don't remember getting glued to this. No, I What do you remember? The last thing I remember, I was arguing with... I was arguing with King Corbos, and then now I'm... Now I'm glued to this thing. No, we rolled up, and you were glued to this, and he was yelling all crazy. Oh. He must have not knocked me out and, 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 glued, and glued me up. Oh, you're so cool for believing us. <laughs> he was... Uh, he Doesn't was, even take a persuasion roll. No, he's so in shock right now that he would believe anything. I love anybody that. Anybody told him. So um, convenient for me. So, Nurkly then says, Oh, I just, uh, I just wish, like, is he okay? Is he, is what? Yeah, he's sl- yeah, he's asleep. Oh, okay, I guess he's, he's fine then. Um, thank you f- for freeing me, kind of? I'm still glued to the, I'm still glued here. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what the best way is to get you off. Uh, give me an investigation check. We don't have dispel glue. No, we don't have dispel glue. That is true. We don't have WD-40 or anything. Sorry. Oh, uh, Ellerin, what am I rolling? Investigation. Ellerin rolled 19, and <laughs> Merv rolled a 4. You see in, um, what's his name? In, um, not in Hercules hand, in Corbo's hand, um, tightly, well, he was holding it tightly, but not anymore. It's kind of loosely like laying in his hand, is a little bottle of solvent. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Ellerin uh, loves to snatch things off of unconscious and, and uh, deceased forms. Yeah. It's like her favorite thing to do. So she immediately notices it right away, scoops it right up. And what does she do with it? Puts it in... No, just kidding. She puts it in her <laughs> pocket. No. Uh, she, yeah, she's like... 
WD forty, and then runs over. Yeah, and unglues, unglues, puts the, the fantasy goo gone. <laughs> yeah, basically, uh-huh. um, he un um, L is ungluing Nurkly, um, and this takes probably a minute or so as uh. King Corbo's starts to wake up. Um, you just see Corbo's wake up. He's not an issue of like getting getting out of the the thing. All right. Um, Corbo says. What are you guys doing? What? How did I get here? What the? What the hell? Um, no, that's. It's fine. That's Corbo's voice now, I guess. Um, Sorry, hit me with Corbo's voice. What the hell? How did I get here? There we go. Um, how did I get here? I. Oh, one second I was standing, and next next thing I'm tied up. That's crazy. Um, and you hear Ner- Nerkley goes. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. One second you're standing there, next thing you're tied up, getting yelled at, apparently. Um, I'm not getting involved in their marital problems. <laughs> they can work out this conversation between the two of them. Um, Corbos then says, well, I just I just wanted to make sure that you were okay um, because of the the shape changer that that's been around that's been around here. It's been it's been really dangerous. I just wanted to make sure that you were doing okay. Uh, and so you decided to glue him to this point? I didn't want him running around making sure that, make, I, I wanted to make sure that he was here and that I was here and that we were both safe. And I just needed to okay. make sure that that was, that was what was happening. Uh, Hoga, how many spell slots do you have left? Um, uh, yes. Four spell slots left. All first level? Uh, one second level, um, three first level. Okay. Uh, yeah, Merv is going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. Um, using the book? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Merv casts Detect Magic. And I detect all magic within 30 feet of me. So if there's something that's not on him, but it's in the room, I'll probably also get that. Okay, so you cast Detect Magic, and you see a, um... A couple of items in a chest um, under the bed. That's the only thing you detected. So there's nothing on... There's nothing on him. He is just going crazy from love, I guess. Okay. Uh, wait, hang on, sorry. Um, hey, uh, Nurkly. I hate to... Yeah, what's up? Sorry, this feels like a very uncomfortable question to ask him. I don't want to, like... Oh, I make you uncomfortable or whatever. Is there... Oh, I don't want to ask people what's in a chest under their bed. That feels like a place I shouldn't be looking. Okay, is there something under your bed that we should know about? Um... I mean, nothing that nothing that's, like, gross or anything. It's just a... We we just have have some kind of family heirlooms that that have been in there, but we haven't used them in in a couple of years. So, Ellen, uh, fetch please. And she, Farrell loves going through people's stuff. She just leaps under the bed and pulls out this chest as best she can. Okay. Um. So, you flings it open. <laughs> you open the chest and you see a hat of wizardry, a hat of wizardry, and a fully charged wand of pyrotechnics. Fuck, yes. Um, and so in, that is all that you find in there. Um, 
how are you guys going to solve kind of Corvo's going crazy? There's no magical reason. There's no magical reason. He's only worried about the safety of his... This guy needs to go. I don't know what kind of world we live in in that I don't know what, like, I don't know what is available. There's not much therapy available in the Sword Coast. Right. Is there any way that you can maybe appease his delusions? That's not what you do with madness, though, you no, know No, I, I mean? know, but there's only one way that he's going to unlock the door. Do you do you want to see the body of of the mimic? The mimic is dead? Yeah, dog. That guy had like 30 HP. It was nothing. He had 60 HP. Oh, he had 60? <laughs> Damn, we're badass. He um, had like 60 HP. It took us like two rounds. It was nothing. But, well, I, I didn't... I, I wasn't... I was under the impression it was destroying our community and stuff like that. Well, quite frankly, you guys are weak sauce and you need to get good. Well, we do have defenses and every, everything, so... Yeah, we knocked out your defenses with a single ray of sickness. Oh. Uh. Okay. Um, give me a uh, persuasion check. I, anybody who has, anybody who wants to can. Nat 20. Nat 20? From Murph. Hell yeah. On the, you can look at it right now. On the, I believe you. On the rainbow dice. I believe you. Fitting. <laughs> on the rainbow dice. Yeah, I gave him um, the rainbow dice. So yeah, you've kind of convinced Corbos that um, the mimic is killed. The mimic is dead. Um, Enough that we could take him to go see it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So you guys then take Corbos and Nurkli to go see the... Yeah, and he's still got his hands all tied, for sure. Yes, yes. He's got got his hands tied, and you guys walk through the Inventor's Workshop... um, uh, Fibblestib and Dabbledob are in shock that you were able to do it. Um, get get them out of their room at least. Um, and you guys walk, you go through the through the spinning blades and all that kind of stuff, and you see the body of the mimic. Um, yeah. And as and um, as he, as he sees it, he says, "Oh well, I guess this makes me feel a little bit better." Yeah, well, and I turned to Nurkly and I'm like, first things first, here's my stone number. If you <laughs> have more mimics, just like let me know. We'll come clear them out. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now what should we do about this? Because here's the thing about madness. I'm worried he'll find a different thing to fixate on or if you face a different threat, which many communities have been, what with the mass displacement going on, I'm worried that this will happen to you again. Um, nerd, what is his name? Corbos? Corbos. Um, Corbos pipe, pipes up and says, I've gone mad before, yes. Um, last time, Fibblestib and Dabbledob were able to help me quite a bit. Um, they had some potions or some something that, that helped me feel better. So it might be... So what was different about this time? This time there was there was a... There was something else that that was causing it. It was before I had just gotten mad. I just I had gone gone in a rage basically. This time I was paranoid. I was paranoid that. But what happens when you get paranoid again? 
I don't know. I don't know if I can be king anymore. He sits there thinking for a little bit. I think I might have to step down. Um, and yeah, so you um, you guys can bring you bring Nurkley and Corvos into the workshop. I mean, these two are very used to um, interacting in this workshop, right? Mm-hmm. They're they they work alongside. Um, and Fibblestip and Dabbledob stand there, um, holding. Um, a couple of different things for you guys. Um, one of which is a amulet, a clockwork amulet, and the other a pole of collapsing. Mm. And I'll give you cards for the, all these, all this stuff. Thank you. Um, and what do you guys say to Fibblestiv and Dabbledob? And I think we just clap everyone on the shoulder. I think give Nurkly a hug. I think he probably needs it. Thank you. I make sure he has my stone number, mm-hmm. and I make sure that the other two have my stone number. Mm-hmm. We can head out. Okay, cool. So you guys can't head out through the way you came in, or... Um, no, let's keep going. That's w- well, I was saying is that you guys could... You see the waterfall. It's not too far down to the pool. What do you guys do? <laughs> Are you asking us if we want to jump down the waterfall? Yeah. Sure. Hell yeah. You guys jump down the waterfall. You don't take any... Uh, Ellerin, it's actually we don't decide to jump off the waterfall. Ellerin runs to the bridge, <laughs> gets up on the side and jumps off. And then Merv, mm-hmm. not even thinking, just jumps after. And Hogo can do whatever he does. Hogo, yeah. Hogo shapes water and... Kind <laughs> just of... calmly, calmly sinks down the waterfall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys then make your way... Um, back to Fandolin. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We are going to be back next week with another thrilling episode of Ice Spire Peak. If you enjoyed this one, why don't you tell a friend about us? That would really help us get the word out and allow us to make more episodes. You can follow the show over on Instagram at clickbaitcauldrons. No and and no spaces. We are going to be posting some highlights of different episodes on there, so be on the lookout for that. If you'd like to follow me, I'm on all social media at mlcoat13. And if you want to follow Bryn, head on over to her TikTok, which is at Bryn Jones, and the rest of her social accounts are linked on there. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time.